And welcome to the Everyday Board Game Podcast with your host, Daniel. And Daniel. Daniel, welcome. How's it going? Good. Not doing your... It's been a while, spiel, huh? Nope. I, you know what I find weird? Huh. I think this is our fourth episode of Board Game Brainstorm, and we've always filmed it <laughs> in a double episode. It works. It's convenient. <laughs> it it really is. Because we know this isn't one of our longer episodes, you know, and we're mm-hmm. we're comfortable filming these back to back. And another thing too is like this this for sure, and like the other times we've had to film another episode because one of us is traveling. Usually it's you. This time it's Normally me. Normally it's me. Yeah. Because when we should record this episode, I would be on a plane to Cleveland. That's right. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be a good time. Um, but yeah, I mean, this will be a fun episode. Speaking of that, maybe we'll be. <laughs> it has been two weeks since last podcast that's right um yeah so th- this will be an interesting one and i i kind of pushed for this one and when i was working on my list i was like ooh, ooh, this is tough it really was honestly because yeah. again i played the the topic i, I don't want to say it just yet i want to give it a little you know right, let it stew a little bit yeah, yeah. I played it but nowhere near you 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 this was like a lifestyle game for you for mm-hmm. a while it was for me. I was just going about it based on okay, maybe I have to go with other style of games that don't necessarily do what this does. Yeah. Uh, but eh, we'll see what happens. How it comes right. up, I'll, I'll have I, to justify some of my stuff. I feel very strongly. I'm gonna have to hard, hard justify half of my because life. it's really hard to do something like this. Yes, and and especially for what this game is and right. how you're gonna get these fills. You know what I mean? So you turned into a board game brainstorm, which is one of our newer series, mm-hmm. where we're gonna be taking a single game, a classic style game that's at least 20 years old. Um, and we're going to... Bring... 10. 10, not 20. At least 10. Well, every single one that we've done has been 20. No. That's... Ticket the Ride's not 20 years yet. We've oh, been... it will be next year. Pandemic is 2008. It won't be 20 years until 2020. Okay, that's right. <laughs> All right, so we got a little while. So at least 10, <laughs> at least 15 years old. So Lately, far. but the 10 years is our goal because I, I think that's a good right. setting point because of 2013. Well, that's considered well-known by the general yeah. populace, and we give you, based on our normal criteria... Five recommendations on what parts you like about that game. Exactly. But before we do that, Daniel, this is also one of our new segments. Let's talk about some of the stuff that we do outside of gaming. What have you been up to? Uh, well, nothing yet. But the thing I'm going to talk about, you've talked about it before, uh, traveling. I have two pretty decent trips planned here in the next couple months. Uh, mm-hmm. I got next week, and this is the reason why we're recording this early, yep. um, and this actually will go up on the audio side as well as the uh, the video side on YouTube the week uh, that that Monday after I get back. Because I'm going okay. Tuesday to Wednesday. I'm flying out to Cleveland. My wife is training in Cleveland for her new company. That's where they send her out to the travel to. She sh- actually should be landing in Cleveland pretty soon. She's had a bunch of issues. So I'm hoping I don't have those issues <laughs> when I fly out next week. Because I'm going to drop her off on Monday and come home get everything ready. Uh, for me to fly out that Tuesday night. And I'm going to Cleveland, and uh, she's like, oh, but I'm going to be working. What are you going to do the other day? I'm like, I'm going to be in a new city. I'm going to go explore. I like exploring cities. I already have a board game store I want to go check out, um, Warzone Gaming mm-hmm. in Cleveland. I heard they have, like, hard-to-find games in there, so I want to see what they have. Um, I may even go to a Goodwill to buy a suitcase so I can check it on the way home. <laughs> This way, if I get something like, if they have Zaya, I'm going to pick that up no matter what, because right. I've been wanting to find that one. 
Um, but I'm also, we're going to go to a Cleveland Garden. You know, I'm a big baseball fan. I've talked about it on our first board, you first, are? first board game brainstorm. So I'm going to go see a, Cleveland, a Major League Baseball game. We're going to go see the Guardians, and they're going to be facing the Toronto Blue Jays. So I'm going to enjoy that one. Your wife uh, actually gave us a recommendation for a place to go eat. I know. And what's also cool about it is that we'll probably eat there on Wednesday worth the ball game because they have right. one in the stadium. Which is amazing. <laughs> I had no idea about that. I am going to tell her when I get home. Um, Illuminous also made a special request. Make sure you look for a copy of Scout. I'll see you if I uh, find one there. Uh, <laughs> I'm also going to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I thought that would be Which really cool awesome. to do. Which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, plus, uh, between the two of us, the real music <laughs> fan here. Oh, see, and, yeah, here's the difference. I am a music fan. You're when it comes to like, I just like listening to music. I like good music. You wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I'm I'm stopping you right now because the way you you implied that for a moment, (laughs) it's like like I'm a music fan because I like to listen to music. However, you no, hold on. No, Hold you, on no, now. no, no. You're a music nerd. You yes. go to a whole nother I'm a nerd level. about anything I'm in. That's what I But do. That, that's what I'm saying. But you're a music nerd. For me, I just listen to music. I can't tell you what octave range they're going into or how they're, I don't know, what how you say it. it's like, oh, they're doing this and then, 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 then back here. So like A, B, C, and then go drop into another A or something like that. How you... Talk about I certain... don't have perfect pitch, but yes, I have talked about falsetto. Jane. Yeah, yes, and I, that's I think stuff. that's what I'm you're like. Playing. You, I'm like you're talking to someone who doesn't understand it. I just like what I like, and I listen to what that's I like. That's called a head voice. You know? Yeah. So when you talk about stuff like that, I don't know. But when I get to go see like the Beatles display or Queen mm-hmm. or like musical groups that I really do enjoy, and seeing them in you know the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? Maybe seeing some of their. Um, whatchamacallit, their um, instruments, or there's like the whole segment at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame where you could do like a garage band thing, Yeah. pretend you're singing, I'm like, I'm just gonna, I don't care about that. Yeah. Do not care. I want to go see the Beatles exhibit, I want to go see the Queen exhibit, I want to go see Rolling Stones and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm also planning on seeing if I can go, go see the Christmas Story House, because that's one of my favorite Christmas movies, and they, they turned the house from that film into a museum, so I'm hoping to go see that one. Yep. Uh, so I am really looking forward to this trip uh, and explore and just you know see Cleveland for what it is. Another thing I'm, I'm really excited for, I'm not a beach guy. I don't really care about going to... I, I've seen the oceans. I've seen the Gulf of Mexico. I've seen the Atlantic Ocean. I've seen the Pacific Ocean, so the ocean's near me, so I'm fine with that. But... I actually get to go see a great lake. I have never seen one of the five great lakes, so this is actually really cool for me to go see this one. That's cool. Uh, go see that. But And then also I'm taking a trip to the Bahamas in October and also a Disney trip uh, at the same time. So we're flying in on a Friday, checking out Disney for two days, and then cruising to the Bahamas. So I'm really looking forward to these trips. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so what I've been doing lately, um, I've been really into celebrating birthdays. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Yeah, so... That's why we're recording right now. This one specific... Yes, that is example. Lord of the Chords I've played. That's right. Uh, it's about music. It's about teaching music mm-hmm. theory. I, I know. Yeah. I know. Um, but I've ranted about that game before. But you're you're absolutely right, Illuminous. Um, so, yeah, I've been celebrating a lot of birthdays lately. This week, uh, every uh, year, comes the same time every year, mm-hmm. believe it or not, um... <laughs> Where it really my, does. My wife and both of my kids, their birthdays are all within almost week one week of each other. Yeah, your son's was last Monday, right? Yep. Your wife's was Friday, and your daughter's is tomorrow, which yes. is 
eight days apart. For, yes. Eight days apart for three birthdays. <laughs> so right and then now, in December. Yeah, and then I'm I'm over in December, so it doesn't matter, right? Um, and this is just so I all know, this is uh, late July, currently. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so yeah, my kids like they they're now getting to the age. My son just turned fourteen, and he's already started early college high school. My daughter is turning twelve on tomorrow, and my wife I won't discuss her age. You How about shouldn't. It? No, no. But, um, yeah, not, not that there's anything wrong with it. I don't care, but I know she would. Yeah. So, um, that, that's the thing. Like, they're all getting a little bit older. My kids specifically are getting older. Um, and they're getting into their teens phase, right? Mm-hmm. And so one of the big things this year is that we even asked them, we're like, look, uh, we don't know if we're going to have crazy amounts of money. And it's like, but what because do you guys you want for your trip? Too. Yeah, we just had a really, really big trip. And we asked them, it's like, what, what do you guys want for your birthdays? And they were both just kind of like, because like half of the stuff that we've bought for our son over the past like few years, he's given to his sister because he's like, I don't know what we bought him like a really fancy smartwatch. He's a teenager. He gave that to to his sister, right? <laughs> you know, there's not there's all these things, right? He's a standard teenager. He's just fine being on his phone, hanging out, right? Yeah. So, I found what I feel is a great solution to that, and that is just simply, you know, events like. There's almost never a better thing. You can get food, events, or presents, really, yeah. is what you could do. And so giving them that memory I is choose a big food. thing. I, food's <laughs> pretty good. Food's pretty good. But no, like, I mean, and and I'm finding this because my wife is pretty hard to shop for. She she will give me ideas, so it's not too bad. Uh, my I think my wife give me a list, man. My in-laws are incredibly hard to shop for. My kids are now getting hard to shop for. I'm the only one who makes it easy for anybody. And yet, for some reason, they always go, well, I don't know if you had that board game. It's like, well, I have a wish list. I'll give you, I'll, like, <laughs> I'll print it. It's like, here's my list. You know? Yeah, I do that the same, it, that same time with my wife. Uh, yeah. She's always asking me, like, what do you want for your birthday or for Christmas? I'm like, it's the same thing every year. Yeah. It's board games and hats. I just, right. She's like, but I don't know what you have. I'm like, there's the board game yeah, you can go look list. at. Yeah. And I gave you a hat list of all the hats I do own. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even like I even go the extra mile to give them lists of games that I'm interested in. Yeah. And then, or we'll like take a trip to like a board game store, and I'll be like, "That's a cool game. That's a cool game. That's a cool game. I own none of those. That's how I got King of Monster Island and Spirit Island lately. You know, I gave you King of Monster Island. Well, that's true. Right? That's <laughs> I gave you a list, right? Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's how I got these games because I, was, I explicitly said I want those. So mm-hmm. if you can get me those, that'd be cool. And so, and they bought it like that day. It made it super obvious. And, you know, it is what it is. I don't so, know. The, the wife did surprise you with her buy for that Christmas, though. Which one? The one that you put on the list. I think it was the bigger version of her, uh, Spirit Island. Oh, Spirit. Yeah, the base game. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty surprising because that's a. That's not a cheap game. That's not. It's really not. But uh, going back to it, so what we did instead was this was my first time that. Uh, oh yeah, that, that was this weekend, remember. right? Yep. Yesterday we went to uh, Went Wild, a local water park, and my kids have only ever been when they were. When was the last time you've been there? Uh, when I brought my kids, like when they were about when my son was about four, so about, about 10, ten years. years. Ago. Yeah. It's changed, hasn't it? It has. It has. There is some cool new rides. No, see, here's the thing. I'm, I got you know roller what's coasters. Uh, mind you, I can't get on a lot of those rides. Yeah. But when we moment. went, like half of them were broke. The wave pool was broke down. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's awful. There was only one that was closed from ours, and it was kind of a smaller one, so it wasn't okay. a big deal. It was the Raging Rapids. 
Though which is one of my favorites, but which one is that one? Is it the, the one on the tiny one in the back? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, the public pool. <laughs> yeah, and you know, yeah, I know. I, I get that. Yeah, public pools. I don't go to anyway. Like I, I, I don't like to swim. Like, I, just sitting funny, in I, water isn't interesting to me. I'm actually thinking of getting a membership to our public pool. This way, I can swim laps. That's a that's a good deal. Yeah, yeah. I, that's my Why favorite not? exercise is swimming laps. Yeah. I care less about swimming. Like, I mean, I can't swim. I don't know how. Well, it's I, easy I on my like joints too. So. That's true. That's a good reason. I'm just like, I, like when every we go like to a hotel, like and there's a pool there. I'm like, cool, whatever. I'll just sit on the side because <laughs> it just doesn't interest me at all, right? But water parks are something different. And I've been to like Schlitterbahn. I've, and I was Schlitterbahn is to, amazing. Yeah, and oh. I would gladly go to any others. But so this was a really long time, and we let our kids each invite their own friends, mm-hmm. one, one of each of their friends, and we pay for their tickets, and we, we let them go, too. And I asked them, I was like, hey, so, like, when was the last time y'all went? And same thing, like, when they were, like, four years old. So nobody had a memory of it, and I got really excited, because I was like, yeah, show them how exciting this is. <laughs> and so I was right there with my with my 14-year-old son and his best friend. We were all the ones going on all the rides. Did you do the screamer? No, actually, I didn't. This was the first year I didn't do it, I and that's because I really wanted to go on all the others. The yeah. ones they have like large raft rides. That I was really intrigued by all those new ones. Yeah, right over there by the wave pool. Yeah, yeah, those those were they were shut down. Oh, that's a shame <laughs> because when we went, so you you walk up this long time. Mind you, there, a, there's a weight limit, so I couldn't get on it anyways. Right. Well, I mean, no, you'd be able to fit in the one. No, no. No, yeah, no, no. The the one that all of them have weight limit. Yes. And I surpassed those weight limits. I hate to ask you on air. It's two hundred and fifty pounds. The one I went on was three hundred. Is that what it said on their website? Okay, but the one I went on was three hundred per person Mm -hmm. and no more than five (laughs) hundred max per per group. Okay. And so me and my my son and his friend, we we. Okay, was it one of the new ones over by the wave pool? Yeah, well, broken down one, right? <laughs> no, so there was there was that one, and that was the final one we went on. Like we went through one called the Tarantula, which was pretty cool. Oh, it has, yeah, I heard that one's pretty cool. It it's has o- trans- the... semi-transparent tubes, yeah. and there's like bands of color, so it looks like you're going through a rave. That's, that's the one that's over the bridge, right? From those are both the family raft ones. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, this one is built next to the Amazon, which okay. is the, like the completely in dark one, which yeah. is my personal favorite. I did like that one growing yeah, up. I like the Amazon quite a bit. That came out, that was just built the last time I had been to, yes. um, what is it, the Wet and Wild. Yeah. And that was, that was like, I want to say I was like 18 or 19. Yeah, I, it was a long I'm time. I'm 38, being going to be 39. It, it was, I think, two years old when I went, like the, when I first... And that was by far my favorite. I love that one. That one was great. I yeah. like that one. The a lot. tarantula is really cool too. It's similar in idea. You're leaving from the same area. Mm-hmm. It, it feels similar, but the colors on it are so vibrant. It's super cool. But this family raft one. Okay. This was the crazy part. The, the so there's a 500 pound weight limit. Okay. And you go up to this massive platform, and there's two different rides. One is a lot bigger than the other, uh, on the other side, and. The wait was an hour long. It took us a really long time. But one thing that we thought was really cool is that um, the lifeguards, there was one who was really considerate of other people. She was she was looking down. She was like, hey, guys, is the wood getting hot? Because we live in the desert. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, is the wood getting hot? And then everyone was like, no, no, it's fine. And we were like, why is she even asking that? Like, well, And then I remembered earlier, there was like 
gallons of water that suddenly spilled onto the <laughs> onto the stairway. And we're like, that's concerning. <laughs> what happened? Like, did did one of the rafts go overboard? Like, how? What happened to this water? And then now it makes sense because they're like, oh yeah, we're just like throwing buckets of water on people. Like, yeah, you don't feel good. It's like that. That's cool. Well, it you does help that, do that when we're at like a hundred and six, hundred and seven degrees. Right. Yeah, no, yeah. it would be very helpful. And and so when we went on this raft, it was me and the three of us. Um, that it was a mild, uh, moderate thrill is what it was rated. Yeah. Multiple times we were vertical. <laughs> that was terrifying. <laughs> I would see like my son like barely clinging on, like ah! <laughs> like I mean like I saw part of that raft lift above the edge of the the water thing, and we're like fifty feet in the air. This was terrifying. <laughs> You know what I miss? It was so good. You know what I miss about One Wild? <laughs> when they used to let you drink the little river. Yeah, they don't do that no more. In no. fact, we, we got a cabana next to the river, and at, uh, there was a lot of people getting said going. at least three people got, got taken out. Okay, now that you went to One Wild, right? Yes. I did tell you about this when I went. Uh-huh. How different are the bathing suits compared to when we were going <laughs> as we were younger? Well, I mean, <laughs> back in the day... I, I'm pretty sure women had to wear full burkas, didn't they? Like, no, 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 I'm no. Like, we're not that. What I'm saying is like, like when you're like the little teenager, you go to the see the screamer because that's the the closest you get to see anything. I, you know, when I was there, I was like, good <laughs> lord, there's kids here. Yeah, see, I'm gonna be honest. And it wasn't I, just, it wasn't I was just, just a woman. I like, yeah, I could have been like a standard guy and like. like I was really like, okay, I want to go that ride. Come on. Come no, on, no, 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 I don't disagree with you. Like, I'm not go, trying to defend myself. I couldn't go on a lot of rides, was... so I did a lot of Elysee River. Oh, yeah. Uh, my favorite ride, and it's funny, my favorite ride is still there, and I can still do that one. I like doing that one. And it's the Volcano Drop over where the, oh, yeah. the kitty area is. Yep, that one is so <laughs> I fun. I love that one. <laughs> yeah, it's a water slide that goes down and stops halfway, stops halfway and all the rest. <laughs> to a 12-foot pole. I love that ride. That thing's hilarious. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I was sitting there and I was like, ah, it's, it's really different from the last time I was here because I'm like, they wouldn't have allowed this, these kind no. of bathing suits here. No. And not just the women, the men, some of the bathing suits they were wearing. I saw Speedos there. I'm like, Grandpa, you need to put some shorts on or something. <laughs> yeah. Bruh. Bruh. yeah, I can see what religion you are. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. And then... And for the rest of the birthdays, we've just been taking going out to dinner for with my family, and then that's where we talked about this briefly on the previous episode. I took my wife out to a dinner and a movie, mm-hmm. and she that's all she wanted. She was like, "Yeah," she was like, "I don't need gifts. I just want to spend time." And the relax. main thing I only ever really want. My wife always asked me if I want gifts and stuff like that, for she can send ideas to other yeah. people. But me, for me, my birthday, what I like to do is just you know sit there and play board games, hang out with people, have right. a nice meal. I'll, yeah. I may even cook my own dinner. I'll go smoke a brisket outside. Yeah. And just you know, if, as long as I can have people over and play board games. That's right. Which is interesting because this is going to be the first birthday for myself where I'm actually not going to have my wife here. She's going to be traveling. That's going to be awkward. And it's going to be weird. But luckily enough, it falls on a Tuesday, so I'll at least get recording done as well. That'll as... be such a sad <laughs> birthday party. Honestly, I don't care. And then I think my our mutual friend, Gamehead Geek, is going to come over and play more games. Um, oh. Because that Tuesday, since his kids are in school, he can come over and play games on Tuesdays. That's true. Cool. All yeah, right. but that's what I've been doing lately outside of gaming. Went wild is fun. I, I remember growing up as a kid, I really did enjoy it. And mm-hmm. as I got older, I'm like, eh, I can't do half the stuff, really. 
I'm uh, curious to see what my kids are going to be like 10 years from now. Yeah. They're going to be that excited for it. But I think they will. They absolutely adored it. I'm glad they enjoyed it. I, I really mm-hmm. did. Um, the cabanas are nice though, right? They're surprisingly good. <laughs> they're, they're especially when it's like ridiculously hot. That shade is yeah. so helpful. Although my mutual friend did point out something hilarious because we got some snow cones and I was like, hey, let me show you that, that family ride that we went on. And he was like pointing out, he was like, think about this for a minute. We're in the middle of a dry, arid, hot desert with gallons of water surrounding us for fun, and we're eating snow cones. <laughs> you just love technology now. <laughs> like, just the contrast of everything that we're just doing at that moment in life. Hilarious. That's true, but Wild and Wild has been around for a while. So true. Wild Wild has been around since before I was a kid. True. I remember when I first went... They didn't even have all that stuff over there by the wave pool. It was just like the little section on the left. The thing is, they took out one of the kid things. Uh-huh. The whale's gone. Yep. I was like, where'd the whale go? I know. The whale was a classic. They made kids <laughs> falling off and smacking their heads, I guess. I don't know. The little water slide. But let's get into the actual brainstorm. Right. Did we ever say what the game is? No, we didn't. Yeah. Ah, okay. We, we saved it to build up excitement. Today, we're going to be breaking down Magic the Gathering. Oh, that and... was, this one was rough, because I knew it was going to be rough. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Starry Kids in Africa. <laughs> oh, she... Thanks oh, a lot, Luminous. Luminous. You just made me feel real bad about myself. <laughs> My goodness. So we're going we're gonna to take a deep dive into the Magic the Gathering, one of our board game Making us feel bad, talking about our public uh, water parks. <laughs> and we have a whole podcast dedicated to toys and he's like throwing out starving kids in africa over like, here man bruh bruh yeah no we're all right show's over all right we're, we're <laughs> tired it's over again <laughs> no we love you thank you for joining us um we're gonna talk about um magic the gathering which is one of the most well-known card games of all time mm-hmm. um let's be honest other than like generic poker honestly uh, i don't think games. any other hobby game style card game no. Is bigger than this. In fact, no, I, I will even say some of the classic card games that you can play is not bigger than Magic right. the Gathering. Yeah. I definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, like, Gin Rummy, probably fewer people know Gin Rummy now. Or, uh, what is the one you always talk about? Uh, Cribbage. Pepper? Oh, Pepper? Yeah. A lot of people. No, know. no, no. I know Cribbage is really still popular. It's, it's, well, really yeah, it's popular, but I mean, like, nobody like, knows. Like, if Pepper. I say Cribbage to someone who's. Let's just say under 30, they'll probably be like, what? Mm-hmm. But if yeah. I say Magic the Gathering to someone who's under 30, they'll be like, Everyone oh, will be like, yeah, yeah, yeah okay, sure. I know yeah. that one, yeah. Now, it's the nerd it's game. confusing if you <laughs> say it's somebody over 30. <laughs> and they'll be like, what's... Like, no, I've never played Magic. I'm too busy playing Cribbage. Magic the Gathering's 30 years old. I know. So, yeah. so yeah. people know it. Cause, people know it. Well, sure. no, that's what I was saying. Because like, you're saying over 30. Zeitgeist. I'm yeah. like... I know people in their 40s that played Magic. Sure, yeah. yeah. I knew forty people in the 40s when I was only in teens, you know? Yeah. Plenty of people. So we're going to break down, uh, or not break down, we're going to take a brainstorm into this, mm-hmm. and we're going to give you recommendations based on our criteria that we use for our top eight debates. Ease of play, replay value, meaningful choice, game immersion, and art and production. We're giving you the recommendations that we think fit those categories that match Magic the Gathering, in a sense. Yeah, and the reason I really wanted to push this one is because we've had this discussion before. There's a lot of people who played Magic or were interested in playing Magic and left the hobby 
because of like the, maybe a bad group, because of the meta, <laughs> yeah. because of the concept, the like cost. whether it be the cost, the like the just the sheer, you know, like just maybe some bad players, mm-hmm. maybe the meta of it, like they don't like the business model. And we wanted to give you ideas for games that you can play Magic another way. And um, based on which parts you like about Magic, you can go to those and check those out. All right. I'm calling it now. I think there's going to be one crossover. One crossover. Mm-hmm. Um, I, maybe, maybe. I think we'll there's going to be one. So, as always, we start with ease of play. He's going to flip the coin of doom, and we're going to get going. That's right. So, we're going to start on ease of play, and you'll be starting us off. Starting with me, this is the one I think is going to be the crossover. Uh, because it's also designed by hey, Richard. Real quick, do you think it's going to be a crossover in the same category? Or, or just in general? In general, okay, cool. I don't know if it's going to be in Ease of Play, but I think it's going to be a crossover in general, because it's also a game designed by Richard Garfield. It deals with all the things people have said about Magic the Gathering that you just met and mentioned, like the, uh, the meta, the cost, the uh, whatever, the community. And this one's Keyforge. Uh, it's made by the same designer. It has a lot of the same concepts as Magic the Gathering. You're putting out cards. You're kind of fighting the other player. You're trying to get the, what is it, Aether? Yeah, Aether. Uh, and if you're familiar... Or Amber. Amber, yeah. Uh, if you're familiar with Magic the Gathering, this is going to be one of the easiest games for you to pick up on this list because the only difference really big on this one is you're not building the deck you have a pre-built deck you buy a deck you learn that deck you play that deck you can take that deck to any tournament until it ascends right uh the the only problem about it is it's now it's independently supported so i do want to try some of the new stuff with it but it is it's such a fun game in fact i prefer this over magic the gathering for that simple because i just like to buy a deck and I want to see how they play. I really could care less about the tournament actions and stuff like that. Now, I heard like Magic the Gathering, especially the new Lord of the Rings expansion, they went back to like the starter deck sets where you have 60 cards and you can just play it against another player. Right. Uh, Keyforge had that same model where you can just buy a two-player deck and it gives you four decks, one to learn the game and the other to have your deck to start playing. So... I really, really do enjoy Keyforge a lot, and I think that it is honestly the simplest game on my list if you're comparing it to Magic the Gathering. And there's simpler games just because of the style, the way they play, but if it's a one-to-one ratio, I think uh, Keyforge is the ease of play. Okay. Yeah, I don't disagree with you, um, I, and I get why you think it's going to be a uh, crossover. Um, with that being said, my ease of play... I picked a game that was specifically, like, uh, mathematically and compute computationally, it has been proven that Magic the Gathering is the most complicated game <laughs> ever. Ever. Because of all the different rules and all the different, like, card combinations, all the different systems, all the different, mm-hmm. like, uh, keywords, whatever. With that being said, I was like, what, like... How can people understand it if it's the most complicated game ever? And I remember back when I was playing, and when you first learn how to play, you learn the general concept, the rule that everyone goes with. You learn how to tap the cards, you learn how to play mana, you learn how to draw the cards, and you understand how to cast things 
and what types of cards can be played when and for what reason. Are you doing Pokemon? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, what I'm saying, though, is that you don't need to know every keyword because once you know the core system, then as you play and as you experience it more and more later on, it would be impossible to learn everything all at once. Mm -hmm. It would just simply be you need to just keep going mm -hmm. and learn to play from there. So I found a game that I feel like it's somewhat complicated on the fact that everyone else is totally different and you have your own reference sheet, but you're playing the same core game, but you're each playing it in a different approach. I actually chose Merchant's Cove for this, for that reason. Oh. Because, yeah, That's very interesting. Because, I mean, it's difficult. Right. And, and like I said, it's, it's not an easy game to learn, but it's, an, oh, it, it's, totally it's a good right. basis. Well, for ease of play, like neither of those are easy games to learn. But once you understand the core system, we come. then all you have to do is worry about just how you play differently. Because I might be playing like, say, um, like a poison deck, you mm -hmm. know, in Magic the Gathering. If I'm playing a poison deck, only I really need to know the, how poison works. Mm -hmm. And if I'm playing against an opponent, if they don't understand it, I can literally just explain how poison works to them. Yeah. Um, Illuminous, uh, let me reply real quick to Illuminous' comments. Uh, Netrunner, I love Netrunner. I think it's awesome. Um, I couldn't agree more. Ashes, yes, it was another good one. I, I feel like they took the magic system and then fixed a lot of problems with no, it. No, he, he, no, 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 no. It no. is a magic butt game, absolutely. That he, he can't stand magic butt games. I normally don't, yeah. I really don't. <laughs> Keyforge, I do like, um, but Netrunner is awesome. I do want to try Mindbug, and I love Seasons, although I can see the, the comparison, because there's a lot of really interesting card play. But that's why I went with that, is like I said, once you understand the core base of the system, in order to play the different wow. specifics of what makes it so complicated, you have to just take that out of time. I'm just saying, we totally went this in different approaches. Yes, we did. When, I, when I do ease of play, I do something that's easier or equivalent to Magic the Gathering. Same reason what I do with Magic uh, Art Production. I take something that's equivalent or better in this case. See, I always you try are to like, go as close I'm going to go complicated. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you can't go into Magic going, okay, well, I like it because of how complicated it is. Like, if you like it because of how complicated no, it is, it is it's, or it's lack of easy, easy to play. It's not easy to play. That's what right. I'm saying. But I went along the same level. I want something that is as close to magic or easier because it's going to get more people to right. play it. Yeah, I just think that like once you, you know went with system, this is Magic the Gathering and here's a board game version of the complication. <laughs> yeah, that's because I think those are equivalent. If you like how much depth because of how complicated magic can get, knowing how I different will, everything is, I that's my I will tell you for a fact, not a single one of these are board games, they're all card games. Um... We'll find out what mine do. All right, moving on to replay value. Replay value. Yep, to me again. And yes, keyboards you can't build your deck. That's why I like it. We're gonna talk. We'll talk a little bit about that here in a bit. <laughs> so replay value. I'm figuring this is where your keyboard is gonna be. Uh, for me, I went and picked a deck building game. One of my favorite deck building games when it comes to the replay value because I wanted something that's gonna have a lot of stuff to it just like Magic the Gathering because you're having all these different core boxes almost every year now or twice a year mm -hmm. coming out so I wanted something that has as many expansions. I also want something that is 
pretty much a head-to-head -head battler. This one can go from two to four compared to Magic the Gathering. That's mainly two, but you can play like Commander and stuff like that. Sure. And then both are pretty much the same time frame. And in fact, I just recently played this game because my wife came in here well, we were supposed to go do some stuff and she's like, I've never played that one. You talk about this one a lot. Uh, and I'm like, all right, well, we got to remedy that. And so I, I showed it to her. You're close. It's Ascension. Um, and for me, it one, it almost matches the artwork to Magic the Gathering in a sense with some of the things. And two, pick your poison. So if you like uh, a certain type of uh, or deck style that they're doing, because they're like the Planewalkers, and then they have all this other different stuff that just recently came out. The Magic the Gathering stuff. Uh, see, I haven't played Shards of Infinity. I, I don't know if it's better from what I've seen of it, just because how much I love Ascension, how simple Ascension is. It's it's more or less the same. No, I did get it's uh, by the same designer. I, I did get the the Kickstarter for I get everything in a box, uh, but it it gives you that head to head battling. I, I pick your poison. Uh, each expansion does something a little different. If you don't want, if you just want to be do the pure and simple one, get the tenth anniversary edition. Uh, don't get the first edition because oh god that one's hideous. <laughs> the the art on that one is bad. Yeah. Uh, me personally, I prefer the Donna Champions because it gives you something to work for because it this is your champion, this is who you're gonna be. So, say I'm like the core who is the Makana champion, then I want to work on getting Makana cards and constructs and stuff like that because you're gonna get the points to get that specific card into your deck. Oh. So it gives you stuff to actually build to. And so, for, like I said, it hits almost on every single point when it comes to the replay value. The expansions, there's, I want to say, like, nine sets, ten sets of Ascension now. Um, both are really good head-to-head -head battlers. Yeah. Whereas the other one, you're taking other way person's life points. This one, you're just getting uh, victory points. You're not really hitting the other player, but you're you're basically taking as many victory points as you can out of the pool. No. Um, and then also... And it, they're both relatively... A two-player game of Ascension takes about as long as a two-player game of Magic the Gathering if you're both on the same level. Right. Okay. No, I, I don't disagree with your reasoning behind that. Um, I went with a similar idea with replayability is that, you know, I really do think deck builders allude to it really well. Except I went with the biggest deck builder there is with thousands of cards. I knew Dom Dominion was going to be on Yeah, I mean, it, it has to be. <laughs> it, it really is because I feel like like, part of magic is that you have so many constant combinations of cards put together. Um, you know, like, th there's thousands and thousands of combinations, and your replayability is how can you take each card differently every time you play it? Well, Dominion does exactly that, and includes it into the base game, it, or into the game itself. Like, part of that double value, I mean, I know this, this category isn't necessarily being or isn't necessarily like how does the game feel in comparison mm -hmm. but there's thousands and thousands of cards to choose from with dominion you only play with 10 at a time but some have different ways that you build the deck and that i feel is really invaluable to it what are we proving here well what, i'm just try, trying to say how much i have i have six of the base games and oh, one okay. expansion so I was just trying to say, like, I was telling him I have quite a bit of it, and I still don't have everything. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so, yeah, my for replay value, uh, that is 100% Dominion. I, I figured Dominion was going to be on this list. I didn't know if it was going to be 
here, I thought this was where Keyforge was going to be, or on your uh, meaningful choice as, uh, part of it. But I knew Dominion was going to be on here. Yeah, well, we're on replay value. Yeah. I know, but I'm saying I thought it was going to be on this section or, or on the meaningful choice. We'll see. All right, moving All right. on to meaningful choice. Actually, can we go to pieces and components? All right, we can go to art. Let's just skip to that one because uh, let's be real. Art and production. That's okay. going to be one of our less exciting ones. Art I don't know. Production. I like mine. Yeah, I mean, I like mine too. Art and production. I'll start off um, at my request, apparently. So my pick is another. This is a two-player head-to-head battle game with very decent art. Um, the cards really do allude to the characters that you're playing out in front of you. Um, this is a post-apocalyptic game. Presents. Yep. That includes <laughs> enough cards for two players, as in a deck. Um, you have a couple tokens and an optional, nifty and helpful, but optional play mat that mm-hmm. you can buy, which is 100% what magic would be. I thought about some of the other games that have like, uh, like like uh counters like life counters and stuff mm-hmm. like because magic is really about like some tokens and just cards that's really the big thing and yeah like radlands has their own custom sleeves they have play mats they have big boxes so i was like it kind of goes without saying that 100 percent like pieces and components to a just a collectible card game it's got to go radlands from in my opinion mm-hmm. that's it all right so for my art production I didn't go, I went with a co-op uh, card game, uh, and this is not the only one you're going to see of this style, but I went with Marvel Champions as my pick for a uh, collectible card game, living card game series. Mm-hmm. You basically, you buy a deck, you play the deck, because it's the deck of a superhero or something like that, or you buy the base games. Uh, again, phenomenal art, and my thing was like equal to or better, that's how I did the art production. And this is right up there with some of the newer stuff. I saw some of the Lord of the Rings cards because uh, I watched the Dice Tower aspect of it. Yeah. That's some of the best art I've seen in Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Oh, the the lands alone are. Yeah. Just, it's just map cutouts of. Like, yeah, it's so good. It's so cool. Yeah. Uh, but so like I, I went with Marvel Champions. It has some decent components. It's some cardboard chits if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's a great components that actually fit to the comic style. Because you got like the the whiffs and the bands and or not the whiffs but the blows uh, I think is what they're called or something like that, and then you put the tokens on for like the health or uh, you're stunned and stuff like that. So it has a lot of that. Again, one of our big things is about graphic design, and they follow the same rules as Magic the Gathering. They they put that text at the bottom that is really easily distinct that you understand how that card works once you read it. Uh, does a great job so for me this is marvel champions this is an lcg from fantasy flight uh really well done cool and i agree with luminous after g needs to reprint a lot of or all their lord of the rings stuff <laughs> probably in a yeah, box, box set, like, right? i get that my only thing is about what the reason why i like marvel champions uh and arkham is because of the co-op aspect of them because lord of the rings just doesn't feel right when it's head to head yeah all right meaningful choice you ready? meaningful choice from you? Okay. So hear me out on this one. <laughs> You're going to have to hear me out. Uh, trust me, my, my, I, my meaningful choice is... Uh, uh, it's not really a stretch, but yeah. Yeah. I hearken back to... I used, You said that this used to be a lifestyle game for me. That's very much true. Uh, before I got into board games, I definitely played Magic. Mm-hmm. I played it for a long time. I, I was in the lifestyle. I was playing in tournaments. And I remember very distinctly, like, you have... 
your deck, you would see that as like, this is, if I'm going into a tournament, I'm ready to compete against these guys. Um, this is my go-to cards. These are what I'm going to go. This is my game plan of what I'm going to do. Yeah. And I then, in addition to that, you have a sideboard of 15 cards. Mm -hmm. And that's like, that's what you do for worst case scenarios. That's what you do to plan effectively. Those are the 15 cards that you're going to use in case you need to, in case you play against certain people or certain situations come up. And then I remember, like, you would go into that, you'd be like, all right, well, this guy has a brand new deck. I don't know what I'm getting into. I'm going to have to experience this. But then everything you play from that, you learn from that knowledge, you go home, you rebuild your deck to, to deal with the new additional, additional problem that you okay. had to do. This was a multi-week process. So I went with another game where your decisions apply over multiple games. I went with Pandemic Legacy. I was going to say, it's going to be freaking Legacy, it's isn't Pandemic it? Legacy. No, and think about that, right? Like You know what fifth is better? I know you haven't played it enough. It's Gloomhaven. Because you go, sure. every yeah. time you level up, you rebuild your deck to get better powers, or maybe yeah. you notice something when you lose on this one, you want to yeah. take something out and put something back in. I, yeah, you know, I've, you know, the more, if I had played Gloomhaven more, more I yeah. probably would have, I think you're right on that, but I wanted that idea, it's like, no, I get like it. that whole, like, less about magic as the game itself, but more as, like, the multi-week, like, those meaningful choices those have an impact on every time you play that game. You're mathing it out. You're thinking, okay, am I going to am I going to play this because I want to get this combination, or am I going to build my deck to deal with uh, Mr. Jerry over here that shows up every week with the same cards? And am I tired of like this ridiculous combo? Am I trying to find ways to defend against it? Like, this is a multi-week thing, and in order to be competitive mm -hmm. and that meaningful choice, your choices aren't akin to just the game itself. Your choices will affect outside of the game as well. Okay. And that, I feel, Legacy des definitely invokes that. Desperately, um, huh? Desperately <laughs> invokes that, yeah. Well, sometimes Pandemic Legacy. All right, which season? Season one. Okay. Well, any of the seasons, really, but <laughs> season one. Yeah. All right. So the one I'm picking here, and this is why I was like, I'm not going to give him too much grief about it. Yep. This is another deck builder. I just said what? Bonanza. <laughs> uh, this is another deck builder that actually gives you a lot of meaningful choice, and it gives you a lot of the aspect of the head-to-head -head battle, as I was talking about with Ascension. And this is because of the choices you have to make when you're doing the deck building aspect of it. You have to choose to go after your opponent. You have to choose to go after some of his cards in the line, and you have to go, or you got to buy cards for yourself to make yourself better. Mm -hmm. And this is Star Wars the Deck Builder. Okay. I, it's a two-player only game. You can play four. Don't recommend it. But you help yourself, or you attack the other player, or destroy the cards in the line. That Those are your choices, and you have to be smart how you do it. Because if somebody is um, playing the dark side aspect of it, they're going to be better right out the gate. But if the light side or the rebel alliance is getting the cards that work with each other and do something with each other, they're going to get more and more and more powerful as you go along. And so that's what happened to me. I had two planets to one against our mutual friend, one or two none actually, mm -hmm. and he came back and took all three of my planets. Yeah. So, and it's because you have to make those choices. It's like. Should I kill this thing in the line because I know it's going to work with something you have over there? Or do I take this thing because it's going to give me a lot of attack power to go after your planets or your cruisers 
or your other stuff. It gives you a lot of choices that you have to be smart about. Um, you have to play smart with what you draw. That's exactly what I was just saying. I, I put myself a note and I'm already in that process because I really could use that card. It's very powerful. But if I don't start attacking the stuff that's in his line there and they start drawing with each other, like there was one that was like, I think it was Indoor Cassian, who if you have another uh, certain character in your deck, then he gets more attack power. That's when he starts his, hitting my cruisers and then... Because of other stuff that are in there, he can start hitting my planet, and then takes that planet, and then he takes the other planet, and it's like, all of a sudden, we're at a 2-2 game, just because after a few card draws, because yeah. of the stuff he gets in his line. So, I love the intrigue of the way this game works, because it does give you so much choice about how you gotta build your deck, in a sense, like you do, like you were talking about when you're doing Magic the Gathering, the only difference is I'm building the get deck as we're playing, compared to going away, rebuilding your deck, and coming back. So mm -hmm. it changes. I, I thought this was... I was very hesitant about getting into this game. I don't play a lot of two-player games, um, and so this was really hard for me to get by and get to the table. However, it is just... It shines. I'm, I'm glad I bought it. I'm glad I played it. I do really enjoy what it does. Absolutely. Cool. And our last one, uh, real quick, Illuminous... In Magic the Gathering compare. I know, I feel a little judged right now. Um Robos or Robot Solo variant for which game? I think uh it's for the Star Wars one. Oh Star Wars one. Uh, yeah, Star Wars is, deck building is it's really good. It's really good. Uh I've never played Mage Wars Arena or uh and I've only played Summoner Wars slightly. Yeah, I've I've played quite a bit of Summoner Wars. Yeah. It it's pretty good. I I, mean, I, I could equate I, Summoner's I, War closer to Stratego than I do Magic the Gathering. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, it's basically like magic with a board. I mean, it's kind of what it is. All right, and our last one, Game Immersion. Here we go. I'll start us off. So, my Game Immersion, magic is thematically what it what you're doing is you are two head-to-head -head wizards casting spells trying to destroy the other, the other wizard, effectively, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I wanted a game that felt like that, like felt like this epic battle between two distinctly different characters. And the way you cast your spells is going to be different than each other. So I was like, I wanted one with a big variety, a big cast of characters you could choose from, but gives you that head-to-head -head combat feel. Mm -hmm. So I went with Magic the Gathering Yahtzee, Dice Throne. I, I had to. Magic the Gathering Yahtzee, or Dice Throne, as it's commonly referred to. No, it, it feels that. It's, it's basically magic with dice. Honestly, Dice Throne is Battle Yahtzee. It, we it play Battle kind of Yahtzee. Is. Yeah, it kind of is, but it's really good. The, yeah. Your deck, you have the spells that you can use off each other. You have the resources that you can do. Each of your characters are playing... <laughs> uh, you're a planeswalker, sorry. You're a planeswalker. You're a wizard. Let's be, you're a wizard, Harry. Um, let's be real. I spent many years as one of those. But yeah, I mean, Dice Throne just gives you that feel. Gives you that sense that you're in this epic battle between two very distinct characters... And you're throwing down what you can do. You're upgrading your characters. You're getting better abilities, better combinations, building it up to the focal point of just destroying them. And the I, same thing with the uh, way Magic Gathering is adding stuff like Lord of the Rings. There's a license on Game of, or uh, Marvel on Dice Throne. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, I, and, and on top of that, like Magic the Gathering... I haven't played Heroescape, that's why. Uh, yeah. Um, I haven't done Heroescape, but I have played Arena of the Planeswalkers. Yeah. But it would do it. Mm -hmm. But I just felt like that is 100% that. 
So if you notice, no key for it. I'm yeah. sorry. No, that's yeah, fine. I thought, I thought yeah. if there was going to be one crossover, it would be that one. Yeah, I don't blame you on that one. All right, so my last game here, of course, in Game Immersion, uh, it's another co-op card game. Uh, I had to put it on this list, especially for this part, because you really do feel like you're, mm-hmm. you're immersive in there, and you can build your decks as well based on what you're doing, and this is Arkham Horror Living Card Game. Uh, the, it's one of the criterias for us and game immersion. Is it fun to lose? I love, lo- I, I have no problem losing in this game. Yep. Cause then, and then it's like, okay, now I got to go back and see what I need to put in this deck or how that draw comes up or what could I done differently? Yep. That sort of stuff. Um, I like the fact that it's in a co-op aspect of it. So you have to work together. So there is that table talk. You're like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm really good at investigating. So I should go here this way we could try to get that clue because we need that clue to turn this page uh, to keep this thing going. Mm-hmm. And also, there is a, I've played this both solo and as a two-player game. And there is some standout moments in there, especially when you're like, I'm going to play this card. And this is going to boost it. And this is going to help. And uh, now I pass this check. But then I have to try the mythos phase and like, oh, no, this is not the thing we needed to pull out of the bag. It just it hits a lot of the stuff that you were saying about like the game immersion. Yeah. And by our criteria, I... Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy Arkham Horror LCG. And, oh God, I could have put this in the replay value too just because there are so, so many of um, the expansions now. So I think they're like on their fourth or fifth set now. And and like he mentioned it earlier how they're doing it where they're making it in one big box. I like Mm -hmm. how, because originally when you wanted a cycle, it was just individual packs that you had to wait that came out. And now you get the cycle, which is all the villains. And if you have one... uh, character box you're fine mm-hmm. but you could also buy the characters for that cycle in their own individual expansions mm-hmm. so it's really really fun how they're doing this so I'm, I'm really really enjoying it cool awesome well that's it for our episode so if you like magic the gathering or thought about getting into it or maybe you're just outside the, and wanted to dabble into games that were similar give you a similar feel we hope that those 10 recommendations will give you that idea mm-hmm. um the, we know that we're filming this a little bit Early, so if you're tuning in for our live episodes, like our friends, uh, so very wrong. Thanks for joining us, Illuminous, and uh, anybody else who joined us today. Please hang out with us at Twitch.tv/EverydayBoardGames, and make sure you subscribe so you know when we go on live. As well as you can find all video re-uploads on YouTube at www.youtube.com/slash/EverydayBoardGamesPodcast. And if you like what we do, there are three things you can do to help us grow on that platform: subscribe if you're not, like the video, and comment down below and tell us your thoughts on the subject. As well as all audio versions can be found on most podcast podcast platforms under Everyday Board Games Podcast. This includes Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and Podbean. And if you want to ever email us directly, whether it's to say hi, enter in a future contest, or give us ideas on upcoming episodes, email us at everydayboardgames2020 at gmail.com. And a quick note for those contests. Uh, pay attention, because the next episode we will be starting our next context, contest. And it'll be in context, too. (laughs) We want to thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I've been your host, Daniel. And I've been your host, Daniel. And we want to thank you for listening to Everyday Board Games. And remember, every day is a good day for board gaming.